Welcome to Healthline 3. I'm Jade Bullock. So we're talking all about cataracts today with Dr. Christopher Shelby of the Willis Knight and Eye Institute. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Shelby. Oh, it's good to be here, Jade. Thank Absolutely. You. So well, let's start from the beginning. Tell us what is a cataract? A cataract is a color change of your God-given lens. Okay, and like I was saying before, it's you can imagine that your lens should be crystal clear like a glass of water. Over time, it's like taking Coca-Cola uh, and slowly pouring that glass of water turns kind of yellowish brown. And so that color change, once your lens is no longer clear, we call that a cataract. So a cataract is your lens, it's just no longer clear. Mm -hmm. And usually, um, at what age does this tend to start happening? So we'll begin to see cataract development when people hit actually their, their mid to late 40s you know, we can actually see those subtle changes. Now they don't become symptomatic until patients start to enter their mid-50s. Uh, the 60s is when they become really, uh, start to become symptomatic, like glare at nighttime, trouble reading small print and dim situations. You know, people notice they just don't see quite as well. And the average age for cataract surgery is between 68 and 70. Mm -hmm. So uh, we can jump around a little bit, but if a patient has had cataract surgery in the past, but maybe isn't happy with the results, can they change the lenses? So the lenses can be changed. Uh, matter of fact, we had a patient yesterday who had cataract surgery 15 years ago, and he was asking because he wasn't quite uh, comfortable with his vision. He was asking if we could change the lens, and the short answer is yes. Now, the, the longer it's been, the more difficult it is to remove the lens that's in there and to put a new one in. And so nowadays our, our LASIK technology is so precise and uh, accurate that it's actually better to have LASIK after cataract surgery than a lens exchange. And of course with LASIK, let's say you had cataract surgery and you have a lot of astigmatism or you're too nearsighted or you're too farsighted or the eyes aren't balanced and you're having to wear glasses all the time. Even if your cataract surgery was 10, 20, 30 years ago, the odds are that we can do LASIK to reduce the nearsightedness or reduce the astigmatism or the farsightedness and to be able to balance the eyes for distance or even for near or to give monovision to allow patients to be out of glasses. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can do a lot with the technology today. Oh, sure. Yeah, we got a, a laser for everything nowadays. <laughs> That's <laughs> Pretty <much>. for sure. <laughs> so uh, tell us a little bit about um, the different lens choices that, that uh, patients have. Yeah, that's a great question. So if you come in, let's say you came in for cataract surgery and you know, we, okay, we say, all right, you got cataracts. In order to see better, we need to remove your cataract and put a new lens in. The good news nowadays is you have a ton of options. The bad news nowadays is you have a ton of options. You know? Yeah, and so, hard to choose from. Yeah, it, it can be. And, and a lot of it, it's not based on choosing a lens. You, you need to decide how you want to see after cataract surgery. And so the standard lens that we put in, we have a lot of patients that'll come in and say, look, I just want what you know, Medicare insurance pays for. And that's a great lens. It's what we call a standard, it's an aspheric, meaning that it focuses light at one distance. So theoretically, as long as the eyes are normal, uh, after the standard surgery, the distance vision is gonna be as good as possible without glasses. But there's no guarantee that you won't need bifocals you know, to focus a distance, or you'll definitely need readers for small print. And let's say somebody has a lot of astigmatism. And astigmatism is the way the eye is shaped. You know, a lot of colleagues will talk about, well, and your eye should be shaped like a basketball, but it's really shaped like a football. And the difference between that long and that short area is what we consider astigmatism. And it causes a doubling of vision. 
So like when you're a little bit blurry at a distance, um, that can be nearsightedness or farsightedness, but, but astigmatism causes a blur plus a little shadow. You know, so you get this shadowed image. If we don't correct astigmatism at the time of cataract surgery, you'll see better, but you'll still have that doubling. And so we have toric lenses where we can correct the astigmatism to really sharpen that distance vision. Actually works amazingly well. Mm -hmm. And that one's great for that really good distance vision for like our hunters, golfers, things like that. Uh, you know, you just simply have to wear some low power readers for small print. Uh, we have multifocal lenses, which are the coup de gras. So they, they correct distance, uh, astigmatism, nearsightedness, farsightedness, plus patients can see intermediate and up close without glasses. So is it best to do it all at one time? Yes. Yeah, you so know, get, <coughs> it, fix it, the astigmatism and, th that's and, correct. and fix all the problems all at once. Yeah, and we try to make it as easy on the patient as humanly possible. You know, we don't twist anybody's arm, but uh, based on how their eyes are and what their expectations are afterwards, and we can make recommendations based on, on what they're expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, and we have, um, the newest technology, of course, is the light adjustable lens, which the cool thing about that is that we can put that lens in and then fine tune the vision afterwards using light. And that's a great lens for also distance and near vision. So, mm -hmm. so the lens is kind of like the glasses. You know how you have the glasses that will adjust to light? Mm -hmm. so yeah, those are, <coughs> yeah, th those are, they're, they're similar but different, of uh -huh. course, because it's made out of this silicon polymer and it's pretty cool because there's a specific wavelength of light that it responds to, so those polymers will change shape. And we can dial in the refraction, you know, what's better, one or two. And we put that into the, to the light machine, and we program it in, and we shine that light on there for about, you know, 60 to 90 seconds, and it actually changes the optics of the lens. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. That's pretty cool stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how long has that kind of technology been around? I mean, is it is it new to the market? So it's been around for a little while. We, we actually, we watch things as they come out because, you know, there's a lot of, of burgeoning technology in ophthalmology, which is pretty cool. You know, we have different lasers and, and technology that we can use to enhance our outcomes and increase the safety profile of cataract surgery. This lens has been out for a while. Um, the, 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 the second generation is the one we waited on. And we did that because the, the predictability is much higher. Because you have to imagine that sunlight has all the visible and invisible wavelengths of light in it. And so the biggest concern with the light adjustable lens is to make sure it doesn't adjust when you're outside or even inside next to a window. And so uh, it has a coating on it now that helps to prevent that or to minimize it. Now, if you came in and you got a light adjustable lens for several weeks, we'd have you wear some special sunglasses while you're outside. And in a room like this, it's not a big deal, but if you were somewhere that had a lot of windows, you wear some clear shades, actually, that they look like safety glasses, but they block that specific wavelength of light that can cause the lens to change. The light adjustable lens, is, is that covered by insurance at all? So <coughs> the, the way it works is, is that, that insurance and Medicare will cover cataract surgery. Like Jade comes in, she needs cataract surgery. Okay, great. The insurance company says we'll pay for the cataract surgery, the cost of the standard lens, anesthesia, all that kind of stuff. Because the light adjustable lens costs more, the insurance company says that's great that you have that, but we're not paying the extra amount. Mm -hmm. So that fee is out of pocket. There is, we, we use a number of instruments at the time of cataract surgery that are not covered. So insurance company says that's great, we're not covering that either. 
uh, or the adjustments afterwards. So all that's bundled as a price at the time of cataract surgery. Mm -hmm. Okay, good to know. Okay, we have Margaret on the phone right now. Good afternoon, Margaret. What is your question? Uh, pardon my ignorance, but I'd like to know, once you've had cataract removed, is that the end of it? I had cataract removed 30 years ago, and I'm now 80. Uh, I don't have to have that done anymore, do I? No, ma'am. Uh, no, it's a, and it's it's not an ignorant question at all. It's actually a very common question because, so your the cataract is your God-given lens, right? So your God-given lens change color, and we go in and we remove your lens, and we put a new lens in there. So once that new lens is in place, that cataract will never come back. So once your lens is gone, it's gone. Okay, that's what I didn't know. Okay, well, I hope that helped. That is a great question. Mm, yeah, it really is. And, and we have a thing we call a secondary cataract, which is not a cataract at all, but your lens sits in a bag, which is very convenient for us cataract surgeons. What we do is we open that bag and remove your lens, and then we clean that bag up really good, and that's where we put the new lens. So the bag, as you can imagine, is a living structure. So as it heals around, sometimes that bag will get a little bit hazy and that haze can create a decrease in vision, some glare, things like that. So the symptoms of the cataract can actually come back and that's why we call it a secondary. Now we treat that with a laser in the clinic. Literally takes one minute and is the most painless procedure in medicine. Mm -hmm. Judy, good afternoon to you. What is your question? Uh, yes, um, I had the uh, intraocular uh, implants done a couple of years ago. Uh, the pan optics, mm -hmm. but ever since I had it done, I am unable to see at any distance without glasses. I'm wondering if that can be redone. So, let me, let me ask you this question. With your glasses, can you see? Not as well as I did before I had these lens implants. Okay. So, uh, what may have happened is, is that you, you may have ended up with a little residual astigmatism or nearsightedness or, or probably farsightedness is what it sounds like because everything's kind of blurry. We need to take a look because what we know is this, is that when we go in and do cataract surgery, there's about 4% or so that are gonna be outliers, meaning that you're gonna fall outside of our predicted outcome. And so if you end up with astigmatism or nearsightedness or farsightedness, you could end up in a situation where your vision's not good. It's not where you expected it to be. And that's what I was talking about as far as we can do LASIK, you know, so if there is refractive error that's causing that blur, you can have LASIK or PRK that can sharpen the vision. You could have a secondary cataract, like we were just talking about, a little haze back there that's causing some blur. Um, you could have a corneal problem. Uh, you know, you could have some scarring or something on the surface of the eye that can cause the vision not to be 100%. And colleagues like Dr. Van Norman, who's one of our cornea specialists, helps us take care of that type of stuff. Um, it could be a retina issue. Th there's all sorts of things that could be causing your vision to not be 100%. And so the, the key is to, to let us take a look, actually. We just gotta look and see. And you know, with, with one quick exam, we can pretty much tell you what's going on. Okay. And it can most likely, 95, 99% of the time, can be fixed. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. And how can people reach you? So <clears throat> our website is thecataractsurgeons.com. It's got all our information on there. And we have three different clinics, North, South, Piermont. 
Uh, my main clinic is Piermont North, and that's 212-2020. We'll try to make it easy. Mm -hmm. you know, that so, is, yeah, uh, yeah 2020. <coughs> and, uh, I think we have 212-2015 also, but anyway, 20, okay. 2020 is a little bit easier. Uh, and we, we, we have these convenient locations for patients, so no matter where they're located in the Arclitex, we're easy to get to. Awesome. Johnny's on the phone right now. Hello, Johnny. Good afternoon to you. What's your question? Hello. Yes, I've uh, got problem with my left eye, the cornea is loose. And I can't see out of the good. I have double B. And I'd like to see somebody to take care of I've been with one doctor, but I'm not going to say who it was. You know, but I've been there four times. He said he couldn't do nothing about it, I guess. Okay, so uh, let me uh, let me clarify. It's your, your cornea that you're having issues with? It's yes. Uh, in that eye, I got mirror vision, and in my right eye, I got four vision. He said, "Okay." Doctor Henson done my implant, so and he passed away. Okay, so you have monovision. You have one eye distance, one eye near. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Okay. Well, and that's. Um, yeah, that's something, like I said, once again, um, being able to take a look at it to see what's going on will allow, it will direct us into which way to go because, you know, honestly having distance in one near and the other one's not a bad thing because it kind of keeps you out of glasses, but it sounds like that left eye is kind of driving you crazy. It is, it is that. Well, they tried glasses for blockage, you know, mm -hmm. so I don't drive in my truck. I can see a road going off uh, to the right, and I know it, you know, it's just vision like that. Yeah, that double vision. Yeah, and that, that, can, yeah. Be a, that can be a booger, and, and I know that can drive you nuts. And, uh, yeah, you ought, you ought to give us a call. Let us take a look and just see um, what we can do to, to help out with that. But, but that's, yeah, I can understand how that, that it can be cumbersome with that's activities of daily living. So. Well, my, I want to ask you this. The Palmer... What would be the best hospital or whatever to go to to see you? Um, which one of the offices? Yes. Uh, probably where, where do you live? Are you in Shreveport? No, I'm in Homer. In Homer? Oh, the Homer. Yes. Okay, yeah, you ought to come to our North Clinic. That That's going to be the easiest one for you because it's right off I-20, uh, right off the Greenwood Road yes. exit. We have a lot of patients from, from Homer, but 212-2020 uh, is the number, and just tell them you talk to me. Okay on health watch and, and we'll get you in uh real quick and so we can take a look that's it yes sir okay i get everything arranged because uh, my wife won't drive at Freeport. i don't blame her <laughs> <laughs> so just tell her not to exit except for greenwood road okay I'll call, uh, I'll have somebody and then uh, I'll call and set up a appointment with you. That's great, John. We look forward to it. Okay, that's 212-2020. 212-2020, that's it. That's 2020, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> that's, that's why we put it on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Johnny, thank you. Okay, well, tell us about Linzax and or the Aura Systems. So Linzex and Aura, uh, th those are the two things that we use to help to improve our, our expected outcome. You know, when uh, 
Yeah, think about obviously perfect is what we like. You know, we want somebody in 2020, <laughs> that, that, and that's what we expect actually. So, you know, it, it, we don't promise it. We expect it, but we don't promise it uh, because sometimes it, it takes a little tweaking to get to that point. And so, what we try to do at the time of cataract surgery is improve our predicted outcomes. And the LensX does a number of uh, parts of the procedure incredibly precisely and reproducibly. So it opens that bag that we hold the, the, the lens is held in. It helps to soften the cataract. And then, of course, we use an ultrasound to remove the cataract. The Aura system is what we call an intraoperative aberrometer. And what that means is that once the cataract is out, once your lens is out, we actually remeasure the eye a number of times to verify the power of lens, you know, the amount of astigmatism and where it's located. And what that does, that helps to really fine tune us getting you to that point to where you're as close to 2020 as possible. That's amazing mm -hmm. work. Yeah, it's cool. Ginger, hello to you. Good afternoon. Tell us your question. Hi there. Thank you so much for having this program. Absolutely. I was diagnosed with uh, cataracts and they, I was told they're not uh, so severe that I need to do the surgery right away. And since that diagnosis, I've been experiencing something strange to me. When I wake up in the night, I can hardly get my eyes to open mm -hmm. clearly and focus. And it takes, uh, you know, the light seems to really bother me. Is that something to do with cataracts? That, that, that's probably not cataracts. That's more uh, uh, dry eye situations. So it, okay. you know, when we're asleep, you know, your body is in sleep mode, so you don't make as much saliva, sure. you don't make as much tear film, and so you wake up and things can be kind of gummy and you know, be a little light sensitive. And, and so one of the best things you can do if you don't already is just put some artificial tears in before you go to sleep, okay. and you can get those over the counter. Okay. Uh, another thing you can do that works amazingly well it, are some warm compresses. And uh -huh. the best way to do it is to go to the, the pharmacy. And in the eye aisle where they have all the, the eye drops, they'll have these little, look like gel beaded masks that you can put in the microwave. Uh -huh. You put it in the microwave about 10 seconds and it retains heat for three or four minutes. That doesn't sound like a long time, but it actually is. And just lay mm -hmm. that over your eyes. It's incredibly soothing and it helps to stimulate that oily part of your tear film. Um, and that'll mm -hmm. help uh, as much as anything else. But if you will do the warm compresses and put those tears in, I think you'll be amazed how much better your eyes feel, especially if you have to get up in the middle of the night. Sure. Um, do I have time to ask another question? Absolutely. Okay, um, I do wanna have my cataracts out and I right now am the primary care for my husband. Mm -hmm. And so I, he broke both legs at different times, and I have to assist him in getting in and out of bed with his legs. And I wanted to, wanted to know that after I have cataract surgery, would I be able to lift things, or is there like a rule that you can't lift anything for a while? I'm not lifting total, you know, a whole lot, but uh, because I, you know, try to, to avoid that. Sure. But. Uh, the follow-up for cataract surgery, what would that involve regarding lifting or anything? Yeah, that's, that's actually a great question. And, uh, and so when we make an incision, there's no stitches in cataract surgery. Mm -hmm. These are all self-sealing okay. wounds. And if you can uh -huh. imagine, it takes five days for those wounds to get most of their strength. So during that time period, you know, okay. so you can say about a week, we have you minimize bending and lifting. 
And okay. so you, you would, in those situations, a lot of times what we'll do, and we have quite a few patients who you know have to help the house with a spouse or something, especially with heavy lifting right. and things like that. And so for that week, you want to minimize anything that would put you at risk of trauma. You know, because the bending okay. and lifting, people think it has to do with pressure behind the eye. You know, like they're picking up something really heavy and mm -hmm. they're straining. That's really not it. What, what it is, it's about trauma. You know, and we want you to avoid anything that puts you at risk of bumping, rubbing the eye, things like that. And so okay. in a lot of those situations, we'll do both eyes same week, like one eye on a Monday, one eye on a Thursday, because we don't do them the same time. Okay. And then by that following week, the patient's ready to get back to those routine activities. So. Oh, okay. That's great. Thank you so much for your help today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for calling. Okay. Bye-bye. Take care. And let's stick with that topic about the recovery time mm -hmm. and, and post-surgery. What, what do patients need to know? Uh, there's really nothing to it. Uh, the biggest thing is they will become experts at putting drops in, you know, because we do put patients on drops for a month. You know, a lot of people don't like that. But the first week is the worst. You know, you got to use them four times a day. And then every week after that, we taper down. We have patients sleep in shields just at night. And like I said, it's just for those five nights. And during that time period, you want to make sure there's no bumping or rubbing. But it's pretty amazing. I mean, the first day, people are groggy. They're kind of down for the count because of sedation. By the next day, their eye feels good and the vision's already better. You know, it's amazing. And so they, and you can do a lot of routine stuff as long as you're not at risk of, of injuring the eye. Mm-hmm. That was a great question we just had. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Joel. How are you? Good afternoon. Hello. Yes. What's your question? Uh, yes. Actually, um, it's for a friend of mine that I've known all my life, and uh, he is... Back in high school, he was hit with a baseball, blind drive, right? Mm -hmm. A hard hit, right, in one of his eyes. And then just a year or so ago, he had a tumor behind there, and it was cancerous, but they took care of that. Now, he has macular degeneration, and I'm wondering if the doctor, what the doctor could do for him. So, you know, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot to happen to an eye, I gotta tell you. Um, yes, and, you know, as far as the, the trauma and the tumor, of course, those are two different things. And the macro generation, of course, is a separate issue. Now, it, depending on what type of tumor it was and how he was treated, the macular generation can be from radiation injury. So a lot, a lot of uh, cancers will treat with, uh, with radiation. And that could be the case yes. uh, with him. And as far as macular generation in general is concerned, you know, the macula is the center of your vision. And so that's like, if you're looking at a, the letter V, that V is being projected on your macula. That's why you can see it centrally. When those, those cells begin to fall out, you know, you begin to, to lose that central vision. And that's the worst part of macular generation is that you can't see centrally, but you've got all this good peripheral vision. And the biggest thing with macular generation is making sure that, that it doesn't progress and that it, there's no leakage or bleeding. Does he have, is he, can he still see centrally or is it, is it blind centrally? Uh, I just found out yesterday, I'm, one, my, I'm wondering if can macular degeneration just be in that one eye that was injured so badly? Mm -hmm, it can. Uh, and and the, it's usually unusual for macular generation to be in one eye but not the other one except for in cases like that. So with trauma, not uncommon. Um, having any type of, of tumor, cancer like that, not, not uncommon either. So I would say it's related to that. 
So that's yes, probably the reason. They told that. him that it wasn't. Uh, they did tell him that it was a possibility that could happen later on. Mm -hmm. That sounds about right. And and, okay. and the thing with with macular degeneration, effectively, it's scarring of the macula. And at this point, there's really nothing we can do about the scarring that's already there. And so we have to step yeah. back and, and we have to basically hold on to what we have. And so if his other eye is still good and that eye still has good peripheral vision, he'll actually do quite well. He just needs to keep up to make sure that okay. macular generation doesn't get any worse and that it doesn't form in the other eye. Okay, that's good. I'll, I'll give him a call and, uh, and talk to him. Thank you so much. All right, you're very welcome. Thank right. you. So is there treatment for that? You know, macrogeneration is, is one of those terms like cancer, you know, meaning that patient hears it and they think, oh my God, I'm going blind. Uh, but the reality is, is the technical term is age-related macrogeneration. So as we get older, we'll begin to see wear and tear uh, on the retina, which is, you know, we'll see some color changes and things like that. And so um, when we see early dry macrogeneration, a lot of times it can be asymptomatic, meaning it's not really causing trouble. And that's when we'll start patients on the Preservision, you know, the AREDS vitamins. And there's vitamins out there that help, uh, and they've been shown to help prevent or slow the progression of macrogeneration. The wet form of macrogeneration is when those little areas begin to leak or bleed. And that can cause a sudden, dramatic decrease in vision. You know, so if anybody ever notices that, they need to go see their eye doctor. And that's usually because new blood vessels grow. And the treatments for that are actually fantastic now. You know, our retina colleagues are doing uh, injections inside the eye. Sounds horrible, I know, but it's really not because it actually works incredibly well to help dry up that leakage and that bleeding. Mm -hmm. You know, but the key is monitoring the vision. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So um, when you get this, the cataract surgery, going back to that, what is your vision like? Do you, do you wear <coughs> glasses afterwards? Well, it, it all depends on, you know, what, what type of lens you've decided to have at the time of surgery. And, but as a general rule, you know, it's kind of cool because cataracts develop very slowly over time. They're like glaciers moving. You know, it's nothing that happens overnight. And so cataract surgery is instantaneous. And after we've done that first eye, the first thing people notice that day is things are brighter and more colorful. A little foggy or hazy for a day or two is the pupil comes back to normal and any swelling goes away. By the next day, patients are amazed how much better they can see. So you get instant results. Oh, yeah, it's instantaneous. And, and what's kind of funny is patients will come in for that second eye and they're like, man, I didn't realize that my walls were white. You know, I didn't realize <laughs> that I was wearing, you know, a navy jacket with black pants, you know, because and they spend most of their time doing this and this, you know, comparing the two eyes. And so and usually as a general rule, as long all things being equal, when we maximize that distance vision, the only thing patients need are readers for small print. Okay. You know, most of them are comfortable getting back into bifocals because it prevents them from having to take their glasses on and off. Mm-hmm. Is the surgery painful? Doesn't hurt me at all. No, I'm just kidding. That's a bad, that's a bad surgeon joke. Uh, you know, it, it's funny because it, it's like my dad used to say, it's all minor surgery unless it's on him, then it's all major surgery. Mm -hmm. And so everybody's coming in for that first eye. They're very anxious. Yeah, I would imagine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would. it's much easier being in my chair than, you know, than the patients. I get it. <laughs> and so the nurses start an IV, and all of our nurses are awesome. And they start that IV. We give a little sedation just to relax the patients. And then when we do the surgery, it is effectively painless. Matter of fact, when we're done, the most common thing we hear is, I've been waiting for y'all to get started. 
you know, so everybody's really nervous or anxious, understandably so, about that first eye. Coming in for the second one, they're all super excited about it because they know what to expect. You know, it's not painful. Mm -hmm. They've um, seen some of the results. Mm -hmm. They've seen the results. They, they, uh, most of them don't remember it, you know, but one of our, our nurses before we, uh, before she retired, we did her surgery and we did it at the end of the day and she didn't want any sedation whatsoever because she wanted to know what it felt like so she could explain it to patients. And so we did start an IV, but we did her surgery um, completely without sedation. Of course, we numbed the eye up and all that stuff. And so when we were done, it only takes us, you know, five, six minutes, doesn't take long at all. Uh, afterwards, I asked her what it was like, and she's like, it was completely painless. The only pressure she felt, and that was the only thing she felt, was like in her sinus, you know, because we, mm -hmm. we used a lot of fluid at the time of cataract surgery to keep the eye full. And so that pressure you know, fluctuates a bit, you know, sometimes a little bit higher than others. And so that didn't cause pain, but she could feel a little bit of pressure and a lot of fluid. So effectively, it's painless. Okay, yeah. I want to meet this nurse. Yeah, she's pretty tough. Nurses are, are pretty is. tough anyway. But she sounds tough. Brave yeah, to do that. Because I would, I would definitely want sedation. I for would any, too. Any procedure I'm going to have. Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of a wimp when it comes <laughs> to pain. But. Yeah, that's one of my allergies. Pain, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, we've had a great show today. A lot of people um, called in to mm -hmm. yeah, ask some great a lot questions. Of good questions yeah. yeah, absolutely. So thank you, callers, for for chiming in and and sharing your thoughts with us and your questions. Um, if people People want to reach you again. Let's let's uh, get your number out there. So the, the our our main number at our North Clinic is two one two twenty twenty, and if South or Piermont uh, are easier locations, you can go you can go to thecataractsurgeons.com, uh, and it'll have our different locations on there, the different contact information. It also has an explanation of all the different procedures we do. You know, mm -hmm. not only for cataract surgery but glaucoma, LASIK. Um, all those different procedures. Yeah, there's so much out there, yeah. especially dealing with the eyes. As we get older, can't yeah. see as well. So. And you only get two, and there's no warranty. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. All right, thank you, Dr. Shelby. Yeah, thank you, Jay. Everyone have a great weekend.